I'm addicted to the work. Lifting till it hurt, chest sticking to my shirt. I heard sky's the limit when Biggie spit his verse. So to test it, I went and put some inches on my vert. I'm a beast. I'm a beast. Iron Mike when it's fight or flight. Going for it, I could die tonight. You need my advice, then subscribe to the podcast. Plenty time left. All I need is you to listen with a winner's mindset. Yeah. In order to get to the next level, you must have the winner's mindset. So first of all, I just want to thank you guys for tuning in. And today is a is a is a special day. Uh, you guys have obviously been listening to this podcast and checking it out. And and uh, today we're gonna to take it up a level. I'm gonna take it up another notch for you. Today I have a special guest in the booth with me, sitting <laughs> right across the way. And this special guest is is coming from a, a different perspective than you might be ready for. I know you hear a lot about training. I know you hear a lot about recruiting. I know you hear a lot about the overall mindset, but what about the mental edge? Today, I have the man, the myth, the legend, (laughs) Mr. Tom Cass sitting right next to me. And we're going to talk about the mental edge today. Absolutely, man. It's a pleasure to be here. And, uh, you know, we've been talking for a few weeks about, you know, getting guys ready for the combine and getting these young players right um, and just talking about the importance of, of, of getting the edge, you know, and competitive nature um, and having having an understanding of what it is, how it works, and how to apply it is uh, what we're all about here at, at Phase 1 now. So I'm excited to be part of the team. Yes, man, and we're excited to have you. So so let's, let's do this because I think it's important that people understand uh, the, the level of experience and expertise, <laughs> if I said that right, expertise that you have man. sure give us a, just a little bit of background and then i'm gonna start plucking away after that okay but give me a all little right. bit of background man all Let's right back up to day one and tell us how you got here as that mental edge expert well you know for me it all started in high school um i was a very you know i was a, a an aggressive athlete i played a couple of sports and uh baseball was my forte as you know um but i read an article about rod carew in sports illustrated and how he used hypnosis to help get himself focused at the plate and as, as we all know, he became one of the greatest hitters of all time. And then as we, as we look forward, you know, as I started learning about it in that, in that day and age, I was 15 years old, um, took that into my high school baseball career, my college career, started really learning about, you know, the mindset of, of great athletes. And of course, we're talking about the <clears throat> 1980s back in the day. So the internet, as you know, didn't exist. And so for me, it was a lo- kind of a quest of how do I become a better athlete? I started learning about hypnosis, learning about performance. Uh, modeling a lot of great athletes that come from my hometown of Mobile, Alabama, people like Ozzie Smith and, you know, great athletes. Um, and, and so my experience started with a personal interest, and then I got my formal training after I came out of the um, playing baseball for a couple of years. I went to the Air Force, had emergency and radiology special training there, um, a little bit of an exposure to pararescue, which is a special forces outfit in the Air Force. And as a part of that, I was assigned to a psych ops unit, and the psychologist started teaching me a little bit about, you know, another level of hypnosis and how to use it for change and how to use it for 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 performance and that became a passion for me as well so i took my interest in high school applied it through my young athletic career and then when i went into the military i saw the applications of it really expand um and so i you know took that into to to doing shows as you know seminars um had some opportunities to to speak on stage with guys like uh, anthony robbins and zig ziglar and brian tracy Um, and now what I want to do at this stage of my life, you know, at 51 years old, after doing this for 25 years, I want to help young people reach their dreams. And I think that in this day and age, you know, a lot of great athletes out of here, a lot of great coaches like yourself, 
but it comes down to understanding that what's between the ears is the toughest course you're going to play. And uh, so, so the experience really comes from personal experience. There's a lot of formal experience, as you know. Yeah. Um, but my, my greatest joy goes from watching an athlete think they can't to knowing they can. And that's, yeah. to me, that's the driving force. Love it, love it, love it. And I, and I, and I definitely value that because, I mean, even in our performance, we're always thinking mindset. Absolutely. We understand that that's really the power. Right. You know, it's, it's what's between the ears is really what makes the difference. Everything else follows. 100%. So, so before we go into the, the mental ed side, uh, I just want people to know a little bit about your hypnosis background. Sure, yeah. And, you know, maybe even the Las Vegas Strip. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, because me being here since 99, you know, I've got to see the, the billboards and the signs. So sure. Just a little bit on, on the on the hypnosis side, man, and just the, yeah. the fun side of what you do. That Sure. Well, we had some strip. fun with the guys. The guys, yeah, a couple weeks sure. ago, we brought them out, and I had a little fun, you know, doing some hypnosis, yeah. but... You know, hypnosis is so uh, is so misunderstood by a lot of people. I mean, there's there's the medical applications for things yeah. like stress and weight, and then there's yeah. the performance applications people like myself, you know, work with. But in terms of fun, um, I've always been a ham. I mean, I'm always going back to you know being an athlete. As you know, you got to have fun on the bus. Yeah, that's part of it. And um, you know, great guy. I used to live here years ago. Performed here, Danny Gans. He was also a big ball player, yeah, played for the Dodgers. Yeah. And Danny got his start by doing comedy on the buses. So it, that's kind of how it evolved for me. Was just being fun on the buses and using hypnosis to mess with the guys and the girls and all that. Um, but yeah, I was able to come to uh, to Vegas in uh, in early. 2000s and um, got an opportunity to perform at Station Casinos for uh, Palace Station yeah, for a few yeah. weeks at the old Gabe Gabe Kaplan from uh, Welcome Back Cotter, okay. Gabe Kaplan's Laugh Tracks, and they gave me four weeks and said, "Let's see what you can do." And we had we had floral companies and flower companies and payroll companies giving away free tickets. Oh, we wow. packed the place the yeah. first weekend, yeah. and that, as you know, led to an eight-year run here in Las Vegas as a headliner. Um, so I've enjoyed, you know, being on stage gives me the opportunity. Yeah to expose people to how powerful the mind can be. Now, of course, we, as you know, we do fun things on stage. I make people yeah. do things they wouldn't normally do. Yep. But to take a 110-pound girl, um, have her stretched across two sawhorses, stiff as a board, and put my 195 pounds on top of her and she doesn't bend, yeah. it, it gives people an exposure to the possibilities that, hey, if, if he can make her do that, is it possible he could make me believe I'm a better player. I'm a I'm a more confident athlete. I'm in control of my destiny based on the work I put in. And 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 to me that's where it really comes from is the 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 entertainment side, being in Vegas and and meeting all these amazing entertainers allowed me to build a show. But what that also allowed me to do is to meet literally hundreds of thousands of people all over the world and have an impact in a lot of people's lives. And and that the entertainment was a byproduct of the skill set. But it allowed me to travel the world. It allowed me to meet people like you and, and, and really make an impact. And there's so many stories. We'll do that for another podcast. But yeah, no, entertainment no. brought me to where I am today because it gave me the exposure to people that would walk up after a show and say, hey, I'm struggling with X. Yeah. Yep. And I could sit down and literally work with them in just a few minutes and get them past that. And that's what Tony Robbins has gotten famous for. And that's, yeah, sure. I think, a lot of athletes, you know, taking the entertainment experience allows me to walk into a place like this and have some fun with your guys and show them, hey, this is what's possible when you tap into your subconscious. Got it, so. Got it. so so going back to that, um, you know, having a show on the strip, uh, being the headliner, and then now being back focused on athletes, mm-hmm. that has to speak to some level of your passion for athletes. Absolutely. You know, it has to, because you easily could have stayed down that course and, 
got a different show. It's a lot so easier to do an hour and a half yeah, and go home, right? Have fun, make people laugh, and you know. But it, it's it's like you, Mike. I've watched you with your players. I've watched yeah. these young guys and how they how they kind of look up to you. Yeah. Um, I think life experience and and what you learn in life is that it, you come to a point where you want to give back. Yeah. And, and I feel like my greatest strength, my greatest God-given asset, if you will, is the ability to inspire, motivate, and, and uplift people by showing them the possibilities. Yeah. And a lot of times when you reach a, especially these professional athletes that we're working right now, the higher you go in any sport, baseball, football, yeah. basketball, golf, the more competitive it is. Yeah. All of them can hit. All of them can throw. All of them can run. Yeah. So what makes the difference is, is how they process the the events that are happening to them and how they allow themselves to master their emotions and to me watching these young guys that are have dreams and aspirations and giving them a little information that might help them accomplish that to me that's what all of the 30 years of training and experience and traveling the world allows me to do um just last week when we did that event with your young guys it was such it was so, so much fun for me to see them come out of sitting back going who is this dude talking about the brain to, like, to, to laughing and having a good time and, and playing you know mind flex against yeah, each other so uh so i'm glad you asked that question because for me it, it's it's really it's a passion yeah. um it's not work when you love what you do love it. and i love inspiring people motivating people and helping people break through those walls that sometimes they create for themselves Facts. and in this place right here it's all about getting the best of the best to be the best and if you want to be better than you are, you got to be willing to change. True. Growth is change. Change is uncomfortable. Therefore, growth is uncomfortable. So when it comes to physically and mentally performing, trying to be the best you, you that you can be, our goal is the same. Yep. Love it. Love it. So, so let, me, let me get right into it, uh, into some questions and some things that I have. All right. Um, so the first one I, I, I have, and I always ask myself this, and I've been in this industry now I've been running phase one for what, 16, almost 17 years. Why is it that this part of training is so overlooked mm-hmm. and underutilized? Great Why? question. Because I mean, it, it, it makes sense Great to question. anyone that you talk to. There's nobody out there that said, no, they don't need that. Great question. But we're one of the, one of the few, if not only, right. that actually offer it as a part of the training program. Right. Why? I'm glad you asked that question because I've asked that same question over the years. And here's what I think the reason is, is, is you know, when you, as an athlete, you come through, let's just say football or baseball, whatever, yeah. you know, you're a kid, little league, then you're in Babe Ruth league, then you're in high school, then you're in college. And as you get through those ranks, that's not something that is readily accessible to young athletes or even to older athletes, yeah. especially in, in, in a sense where, you know, psychologists, psychiatrists, people that attend, uh, that go to school for many, many years to, to become professionals in their world, um, they quite honestly are more focused on where the money is, on the insurance side and, and the practice side. This truly is a labor of love because it's not something that people just readily go and seek out. Um, but the reason I think is because it's not readily accessible through the young ranks into the high school and college ranks. The only guys that really utilize a mental coach are professionals that can afford to pay them. And, and you know, you know, look at Michael Phelps, had a mental coach, used hypnosis. Look at Tiger Woods, had a mental coach, used hypnosis. Um, when you go back and look at the greatest athletes in each of their respective sports, each one of them had a mental coach. So I think it's accessibility. And I think the other part of it is affordability, um, which is why you and I have come up with, you know, a great package to allow groups. Um, that way they share the cost, but they get the opportunity to have the experience. So, I think it comes down to accessibility 
and affordability and focus. Um, you know, it's easy to go to a gym and work out. It's easy to buy weights at home. It's easy to do exercise if you're motivated, but it's not easy to figure out how to think, how to train your brain, how to get yourself into that focus state prior to performance, after performance, how to overcome an emotional uh, negative experience. So it's affordability, it's accessibility, and quite honestly, it hasn't been pushed as a way to become the best complete player you can be. And it only happens when you get to the higher ranks when it. it's necessary to have that. Yeah, yeah, so that to your sense. point, yeah. if it's necessary for a professional to have a mental coach to work on the mental side of his performance, why it, then why isn't yeah. it something that they incorporate at a younger age yeah. and it's affordability and, and accessibility? It, yeah, and that totally makes sense. And, and even to incorporate it to some degree is going to be more beneficial than right. not. But yet it's never even been a discussion, which it, is crazy to me. It's cra- so, it so is let crazy. let do this. Let's. I want to hear. Um, I want to live in your world for 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 a couple minutes. Okay. Tell me, give me some some stories. I want to hear, and it, you know, you can leave the names out if it, if it's detrimental to anyone. But what are some some situations or some real life stories that you've had of an athlete that when you connected with that athlete, they were just not there mentally. They were just struggling, banging their head against the wall, or maybe even a situation where they didn't even realize right. how jacked up they were mentally right. or how much they were in their own way. Yeah. You know, you hear older people say, oh, you're just scared of success or fear of failure and all these different quotes, right. but no one really knows what they mean. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, you're fear right. Fear of failure. Okay, uh, I don't, maybe. It's, I don't it's a quote, right? Yeah, it's a like, quote. Is that a real thing? Or? So there's so many, there's so, I mean, obviously there's so many different stories that, that come to mind. Um, I'll, talk, I'll talk about something most people can relate to, and that is, you know, when you're in a highly competitive situation, and I'll use golf because, as you know, mental edge golf is something I've really focused on the last few yeah. years. I had a young lady that was a, a golfer that came out of uh, University of Nebraska. She's an athlete that plays out of Reno, Nevada, here in town. And what would happen is, is she would get, she would play really well in the first and second round of the tournament, but she would be in the top 10 a lot of times. But what would happen is, she would get to the 16th hole on the last day in a competitive sense, maybe in the top five, and she would fall apart because her whole life she had a belief system. And the belief system was, I always fall apart at the end of the, of the last round. I always. I always tense up. I always lose my focus. And all she was really doing was programming herself so that when she got to the 15th, 16th, 17th hole and she was in a competitive situation, that little voice on her shoulder, what we call the subconscious, is now reminding you of what you've programmed yourself all these years, which is when I get to the 15th or 16th on the last day, I fall apart. So you are living up to your own expectations. So once we sat down with her and we said, look, let's, let's stop programming ourselves to do that. Let's start saying, when I hit the 16th hole, I'm at my best. When I, I'm, I'm calm, I'm confident, and I'm in control. Yep. When that happened, she started winning tournaments. Wow. So that's just one example wow. of how one little programming belief system yep. can change an outcome. Wow. And once we had her go past that one time, she accepted it. Her confidence rose, and, and she ended up becoming a pro on the LPGA wow. Tour. Wow. So that's just one example. Another one that we talked about earlier is the story of Tiger Woods years ago. Um, as everyone knows, Tiger has legendary mental capacities. He started working with Dr. Jay Brunza when he was 14. Um, his father, you know, he was a, a Navy psychologist, had him start working with Tiger, was caddying for Tiger using hypnosis. would put him in state right before he performed, and, of course, we know what he did on the amateur ranks. Yep. Um, but when Tiger was in that U.S. Open, I think it was a U.S. Open against Rocco Media. Okay. It's been about 10 or 12 years ago. And 
he had that torn ligament in his leg, and he was walking with one of the clubs yeah, as his up. as his crutch. Mm-hmm. I got calls from ESPN because of an article that I wrote that talked about how could Tiger go on to play three extra holes at the end of a tournament where he was already walking in pain. And the reason is, is Tiger was so trained mentally, he was able to block out the pain with his mental capacity. That's how he's able to persevere. Yeah. But because his mind was so focused on not feeling pain, he didn't short-circuit performance. Yeah. He didn't get in his own he way. His way. He and he was making shots. Exactly. Now the perfection is just normal. That's the normal part. That's where yeah. that's where all the training comes from. When you wow. do repetition, reinforcement, muscle memory, when you go over and over and you build that, yeah. he had built it to a point that when he had such pain that he had to focus on not feeling pain, he had no way of getting in his yeah. own, way, he got out of your own way, and he ended up winning the tournament. Wow! That's and uh, so that was an article I wrote that got a lot of play. So just you know, little examples like that, where it's something so simple as just flipping a switch yeah. on how so, a player processes what's happening to them. So here's here's a question, and I'm sure athletes that are listening or parents that that you know can incorporate this information as well, or, right. or even raising a young athlete. Um, how do you know if an athlete or if you as an athlete how do you know if you have a block like you mentioned the young lady like how do you even know yeah that that block exists it's it's challenging for a player to do self uh, self-awareness yeah. because every day they live with the same thought so they think that's the normal right yeah. but the camel can't see the hump on his back either which is why it's important as you're moving through the ranks to have a coach like you or a trainer like you that recognizes the importance of the mental side so we can at least say listen Wherever you are, have you thought about talking with someone that could help you form a better, a better mental profile? So, so it is hard because, you know, like the story they say, you know, the man picked up the bull when it was a baby and he picked it up every day until it was a grown bull and he was the strongest man in the world. When you're having the same thoughts every day and those patterns and those habits are repeating themselves, that's your normal. So you don't know it exists until you have someone interview you and do a discovery with you and say, okay, you know, it sounds like maybe we've got an issue with our confidence. Sounds like we have an issue with our motivation or whatever it is. So a lot of times it's just asking yourself the question, am I the best I can be? And if I'm not the best I can be, what path can I take to find out? Do I need to, to work out harder, stronger? Do I need to change my diet? Do I need to incorporate more cardio? Do I need to talk to a mental coach about how do I manage the situations I've been in in the past? And how do I take that experience and, and, and apply it to the future? That's what our job is. So a lot of times it's just having the ability to be honest with yourself and honest with whoever your trainer is yeah. and say, listen, you know, I've been really struggling with confidence, like some of your young players told yeah. me, you know, especially when they're competing for a starting job. Yeah. So to me, it's, it's about just identifying that there's four wheels on the car and two of them are physical training. The other two are mental training. That's what gets the car on the track and wins the race. Love it. Question. So in, in something like your mental edge program or mm-hmm. plan, right. what, are, what are some steps that you go through to get to that bottom, to get to that answer. Sure. Because I, I you know, I, I, it's one thing to listen right. and I like hear you say it because I'm like analyzing myself as you're talking. <laughs> I'm like, do I have a I, I don't know. But as a, as a specialist, right. what does that look like for an athlete that comes to see you? Sure. Or, you know, what does that process look like? If you're talking to Mike, the athlete, right? how do we get from zero to Mike, here's your thing or here's, here's your, your issue or right. here's your your area of opportunity, or, you know what, you got the Jordan mindset, you're good. You're good, right? Well, how does that work? Well, you know, it, 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 as you can see, I'm wearing scrubs, so yep. I'm, I, a lot of it follows the same path, guys. whether you're, yeah, <laughs> I look good in blue, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
a lot of it comes down to the same process you use as a trainer or a doctor uses when he has a new patient. It's about discovery. Um, let's have a conversation. You know, Mike, let's have a conversation yeah. about what you're doing today, where you want to be in three, five, ten years, yeah. and let's let's begin with the end in mind, back up to where you are today, and find out what's keeping you from getting there. So as we move forward, I want to spend a little bit more time. I'm not done yet. I'm not letting you off the hook that easy. But I, I do have a question. And so this for, for our athletes out there, our parents out there, that may not have the resources. They don't have the the mic at phase one and the in the building with the turf and all the cool stuff and the mental edge coach what are some things or what can that athlete do that young athlete that wants to close the bedroom door and zone out and, and work on their mental game to become the best possible athlete but they don't have the resources sure what does that athlete do to get better well i think the first thing that, that they should do is reach out to us because, you know, our passion at this stage in our life is about helping people. So the first thing I'd like to do is if you're listening to this podcast, if within the sound of our voice right now, you know, send a question into us. If you have questions about something you're specifically dealing with or you're not even sure, you know, utilize this, this show as a resource. So the first thing I'd like to do is have you send an email to info at. Yeah, let's what, do it. Info? So, so let's do any athlete out there, any parent, any athlete parent with a question. Let's send an email in to info, I-N-F-O, at phase1sports.com, P-H-A-S-E, number one, sports.com. In the subject line, put mental edge. Mm -hmm. And we don't care if you got one question, 10 questions, 20, send them all in. Absolutely. And I'll make sure Tom will answer those directly, and we'll send those back out, and that'll help us create our own archives. Exactly. And and it can get you more information, because guess what? When we get questions... It creates more content for the Absolutely. next podcast. Absolutely. So you're getting free mental edge training. Exactly. But and you got to send an email. You got to send an email. And, 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 you know, the thing is, is that don't be afraid to ask. The only dumb question is the one you don't ask. 100%. If you're a young person out there, you're a parent out there, and you're dealing with a young athlete, you're trying to help them overcome challenges. Because we, we know, Mike, when, you, when you're competing for a starting position, you may not always win. Yeah. And sometimes sitting on the bench is the hardest thing, but it's the most humbling thing, too. Um, but you know, first and foremost, I want to be a resource for anyone that's listening to this podcast because we go back to affordability and accessibility. Um, I didn't have it as a kid. I'd like to make it available to anyone that's listening. Second is if you're interested in videos or you're interested in books on the topic, you can, you can write and just ask that question and I'll point you in the right direction, but don't be afraid to go on Google and type in exactly what you're interested in, building confidence, becoming a better athlete, building a stronger mindset and, and, and use the, the information that you get as a tool. Um, but when it comes to questions or engagement, you know, let's be a resource for these folks because I think that's the first step is just becoming aware of what's out there. Yeah. And, and I think if we can be that first step, maybe somewhere in Dallas, Texas right now, the next uh, Michael Irvin is sitting down listening to this podcast yeah. going, hey, I can't wait to go to Vegas and train at phase one and get ready for the combine. Yeah, get ready for the combine. <laughs> and in the meantime, send the email in and we'll get the next one in. Absolutely. So, I love it. so, so short story. Um, so I got the opportunity, uh, whether you love him or hate him is irrelevant, but I got the opportunity to watch Floyd Mayweather train a few years back. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably, I don't know, fight 47 or whatever is 50 and 0 uh, led to. So here's what was interesting, and I'll condense the story down. Um, so we got there training. I had scheduled for, you know, hour and a half, two hours to watch him train. I look up, and we're there for over three hours. And he's training the entire three hours, like wow. literally physically nonstop training, not like break, but like squeeze some water. He's back in and he's training. So that was impressive already because my, my question always was, man, this guy's good. Mm-hmm. How much of it is work? 
and how much of it is natural talent. Yeah, that mama mentality. Right? So watch this. So now I'm watching this guy train. And when I got there, all the cameras were there, 24-7, whatever, the little HBO special. And, you know, they follow you through right. the fight. And there's cameras everywhere. And there's, you know, I don't know, close to 100 people in his gym. And it's all packed. And it's crazy. And he yells out, you know, something. And, and they yell all kind of stuff back. It's their <laughs> little, you know, their little energy thing. You know, just the whole little ambiance of the Floyd presence of right. what he's created. And he's talking the whole time. I don't know why this guy wants to fight me. I got the fastest hands to ever put on gloves. I'm 46 and 0, going to be 47. And he's doing all his self-talk, and he's hyping it up. Yep. Cameras are everywhere. Yep. And, and you know, he yells out hard work. Everybody in the building yells out dedication. That's what it was, hard work, dedication. The whole gym, I'm 100 people loud. I mean, I'm in it with him. I'm like, dedication. I'm yeah. Like, well, yeah, let's go. So he's killing it. Then the cameras leave. And the people slowly start to leave because, of course, when the cameras leave, the excitement kind of drifts away yeah. a little bit. So people start leaving. I, You know, me, I'm a trainer mindset, so I'm there. I'm still there. Now it's down to just a few people, a handful of people, no cameras, no, everyone's just, he's just working. Right. But he's still saying the same things out loud verbally. He's still saying, yeah. I'm the best to ever put on gloves. I can't lose. There's no way I can lose. He's still just saying these things over and over. And my first thought was, he's a showman. He's saying it. We got cameras. We got people. Everyone's got their phone out. So I got to put this Floyd persona on. Right. But then all the cameras disappear. And the Floyd persona stayed at level 10. That's so now interesting. I walked out and I thought to myself, when he says this stuff, he's not talking to us. Talking to himself. He's talking to himself. Let me ask you a question, Mike. Who is the who is the greatest athlete? And I'll just have I'll, I'll lean it into yeah. a to a boxer. Muhammad who, Ali. You ain't got to finish. <laughs> I already know who we go. People and and I heard him say this once in an interview. He yeah. he said a lot of people think that that's for them. Yeah. That was for me. Exactly. Because I grew up. That? Oh, oh yeah, I, I there was an interview years I, ago I, I with Howard Cosell. In a matter really? matter of fact, Howard Cosell. Because um, oh, again, man, as you know, man. I started very young with this. Yeah, I um, but I, I remember seeing an article, uh, uh, an interview with Howard Cosell, and he was just talking to him. You know, Muhammad, how are you yeah. able to do? And, yeah. and he says, you know, a lot of people think that float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. That's entertainment. Yeah. That's the business that we're in. But when you're in when you're in tough times. Sometimes you don't say it out loud, but the more you say it, the more you believe it. Yeah. And the more you believe it, the more it becomes your truth. Yeah, so Floyd's following the mantra that yep. was left before him yep. by guys who were great as well. Yep. And Tiger does the same thing. Yep. All great athletes have affirmations, statements, phrases that get them out of whatever they're in into the state they need to be in to win. Yeah. You and hear that? That's that's Woo, what this is about, man. All great athletes, what? All great athletes have have to believe what they say is true because they need to be in the state to win. Wow. You got to be in it to win it. In it to win it. And if I you have the it. ability to create that internally, if you have mechanisms and tools that you've been taught, and some of these guys were just very gifted and figured it out. Yes. But even you know, even today, all these great athletes, these MMA fighters I'm working yes. with, some of your athletes. Yes. It's all about what you say to yourself. 100%. You can deflect what others say or think, yeah. but you can never be untrue to you. Like and when you say. figure out how to flip the switch in your mind and, tr and program for what you want, not what you don't want, you're in it to win it. And that's what these guys were able to do. I'm glad you mentioned that. Love it. That's perfect. So here's the conclusion. 
you listen to this man, you see this man. <laughs> this this is this is something very very valuable. We've already talked about how we look at it and how we're here to help, and so we want to work with you as an athlete, as Absolutely. a parent. And you don't have to be in the city of Las Vegas. Nope. You don't have to be right here. You guys can jump on a Skype or a Zoom call or whatever, and and you can still get the benefit of the mental edge training. Absolutely. The phase one way mental edge training with this man right here and take your game to the next level. And and we'll go back to that email, info at phase1sports.com. Uh, you can call direct at 702-641-0011, and you can set up an individual call with this man sitting right next to me, Mr. Tomcast, and we can get that scheduled so you can start developing absolutely mental development, mental edge training. Absolutely. Don't just be big, fast, and strong. If it's not right between the ears, it's, it's not going to get you as far as you want to go. you got to have a balance. you got to have a balance, man. So I just want to thank you, man. Thank you. Time. I learned a lot. Appreciate man. you, I sir. appreciate it, man. And uh, hopefully you guys got a lot out of that, man. Share this with somebody that needs to hear it. Don't just keep it to yourself. Don't share it with your competition, but share it with your team. <laughs> <laughs> because they're the ones that, that need to hear it, too, so you guys can all And I'll go, I'll go one step further. I'll go, I'm going to throw a surprise at you. You know, I got the 10 steps to get in the zone book that I wrote. Yes. So anybody that sends an email from this podcast, I'll send them a copy of that book, book for free. Yeah, you're getting a free book. Free ebook. Man, you should already be writing the email. I, look at the phones lighting now, up. Now you don't even need to send a question no more. I'll, I'll, send, send, I'll send everybody a copy of 10 Steps to Get in the Zone because that kind of lays the foundation. Yeah. Again, it's information, it. affordability, and accessibility. We want to make sure that we get at least a starting point. And then from that, if anybody still has questions or wants to do some one-on-one, they can Thank reach out and we'll... We'll help you get there. Love it, man. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. I value you. This, is, this has been awesome. Thank you all for listening. Thank, Thank you all for watching. Uh, wherever you at, make sure you have subscribed. If you have not already, share it with a friend. Share it with somebody that needs to hear it. So you know the motto, man. It's the phase one way, and we'll see you guys on the next one. Thanks again. I'm addicted to the work. Lift until it hurt, chest sticking to my shirt. I heard sky's the limit when Biggie spit his verse. So to test it, I went and put some inches on my vert. I'm a beast. I'm a beast. Iron Mike when it's fight or flight. Going for it, I could die tonight. You need my advice, then subscribe to the podcast. Plenty time left. All I need is you to listen with a winner's mindset. Yeah. Mindset.